0: Thank you to Purvis Productions for producing this podcast. Check out Purvcast on Instagram, P-U-R-V-C-A-S-T.
1: This is No BS with Joy and Brittany. And we're here to feed you the truth and nothing but the truth. gathered some goodies from some wellness spaces in this area just for you guys especially with the launching of our new adventure if you have listened and then you go on and give us a review share that on social media make sure to tag us so that we can see that it was you you are going to be entered into a drawing for a bunch of goodies for those wellness spaces but you have to share on social media for us to know thanks so much love you bye
0: I'm so glad you're back. You know, grab your coffee, grab your drink, because this week, uh, one of the things we wanted to talk a little bit about is being real and authenticity and imposter syndrome and all of that stuff, like within the fitness space, but just within life in general. So
1: I like that we're using basically the first episode to get super vulnerable, but that's how you make real friends. It's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Really, Joy and I were talking about this the other day over coffee, of course, always a must. We were just talking about as coaches right now, you know, sometimes in the space that we're in, we can feel like imposters or like maybe we shouldn't be our most authentic selves because let's face it, sometimes when you are your most authentic self, that doesn't mean you're your most popular self right? <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's that's really true, because it's sort of like, okay, hey, we want you to be you. But only, you know, between eight and five business hours only, please. And only like your most authentic you like not all the way to 10. Okay, so like maybe somewhere between like three and eight, you know, on a scale of authenticity. And it's like, there's these ranges that we feel like we're supposed to fit into. And that's really hard, because the real
1: us, is like on the outside of that. Yeah, I agree. And just this whole idea of we're begging people to be their most authentic selves. But then when somebody is, we're like, wait, we didn't mean that authentic.
0: Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'll just be real. So I've struggled with this um, as a coach, you know, feeling like maybe I was a little bit more intense and I was like, is this stealing away from my popularity because I'm feral, you know? Like maybe I pushed too hard, you know? And so for a season, I stepped back and I was not authentic to myself. I was trying to be my most popular self and not my most authentic self um, as a coach. And that's really a disservice, you know? Not to just me, but to the people that I'm coaching. And so finally, literally... Within the last couple of weeks when we've had that conversation, I was like, okay, I have to step back and find that person again and be okay, even if they're not the most popular. This is who I am as a coach. Even if I am a little bit intense, that's okay.
0: You know, but like your people, the people that are looking for something real, something authentic, they will show up. Mm. You know, I'm a firm believer that like, if you bring the real you to the table, you're going to lose some, but you're going to gain the right ones too. And I think that that's really important to remember because when we look at this in terms of like, okay, well, I want more clients or mm. I want more people in my class. Like, what do I have to do to get that? And instead of saying, I have to be me, well, I have to do, I have to emulate what the person who has the most clients mm. is doing. Well, maybe what they're doing is being them, right? Right. You know, so instead of being us, because that's what works, we're trying to be somebody else. And that makes it really tricky because then you get lost in this space of, you know, what am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to believe? What am I supposed to do?
1: Yeah. And I feel like to find that group of people, to find the tribe you're supposed to be in, you have to be completely stripped of all of that extra stuff. The right people are going to find you. I was just talking to my class today about, you know, I'm like, you don't want a tribe of people around you that are saying, no, 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 you're fine the way you are. You don't need to grow. You don't need to do that. You don't need to push or do more or be more. I like you just the way you are. I'm like, that is not love. (laughs) I'm like, the person who loves you will say, yeah, I like you. But man, I see how much you can actually do. So no, I'm not gonna tell you that everything's okay just right where you are. You know, there's this message. I mean, trust me, I've said it before. You know, this all like, you're enough. And I'm like, yeah, you are enough, but there's also more out there. Yeah,
0: <sighs> yeah. there's always more. And I. it's this struggle because I think society is like, you know, love yourself here and now. And I, be- I believe in that, yeah. I do, because you're in this season of your life for, you know, you're here for a reason, your choices, mm. your, you know, w- whatever, you're here. And there's something to be said for learning to love pieces of you along the way, you know, and grow along the way, but at the same time... If we stay in that same space forever and growth never happens, how boring are, you know, things are boring. And we start to look at life and we're like, well, I do want more, but because I've been stuck in this space for so long, I don't even know how. I don't know how to grow. I don't know where to go. And I think then, like as coaches, we find these individuals and, and we're pushing and we're challenging them and we're trying to help, you know, facilitate that change. But it's really hard because sometimes we feel like we come off as too much. Mm.
1: Yeah, especially when you are balancing the two relationships that we do of coach to client and coach and friend and friend, because often. Um, Especially as women, we are very relational. And so it literally just all meshes into one where you're building relationships with your clients and you're like, okay, when do I take the hat off of I'm your friend in this moment, but now I'm I'm now I'm your coach and I need to get real with you and get honest. And I'm so sorry if it comes off this way, but I have to be authentic with you and I have to be true with you because that's why I'm here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I was talking in class uh,
0: today was like, you know, stop letting someone hold your hand all the time. Mm. Because when someone's holding your hand, um, your growth isn't yours; it's theirs. Because it gets limited by what the hand holder is allowing you to do. Right. And so, until you let go, and until you know you start exploring your own limits, you're stuck by the thing that's making you the most comfortable.
1: Yeah. Agreed. And just taking this into, I mean, this is so widespread in so many spaces, but you know, just thinking about you would never go out. Let's say you're like, I'm going to start running. You would never go out and run a half mile and then just every day run that half mile and never add on. Right? Yeah. The goal for you is okay, this morning I run a half mile and then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to try to run a mile and then a mile and a half and then a 5k and a 10k, et cetera. And we grasp that. We understand that our brains grasp that. But for some reason, when it comes to all of these other spaces that aren't tangible, we're just staying at that half mile space. Like, okay, (laughs) I can unlace my shoes now. I guess I'm good. I'm Mm -hmm. like, are you?
0: Well and I think too you know in in terms of let's say our our classes and uh, Brittany and I both teach at Cycle Bar um here in Springfield and so um one of the things that we do is, you know, it's very numbers based in terms of like, we will give you a gear maybe that you're supposed to hit or a number range. And I think sometimes people get so stuck on something that like that number is not attainable for me, mm. you know, and it's like these little things and it's not not just in that space, but anything, you know, that pace, that weight, that whatever it is, that's not attainable for me because I I don't know why. I don't know. It's just I've made up my mind that it's not. And then we get stuck there. And what do we as coaches do to move you forward when you're stuck?
1: Yeah. And I think just flipping the mindset of so what if it's not attainable?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Are you just going to
1: stop showing up? What if something is so out of reach? I hope you still keep showing up and reaching for it. And that's just it. It doesn't like,
0: what is the point of it being perfect? Mm. You know, if you go to the gym and you lift and you hit everything perfect, you know, your weight is never changing, but you're just doing the same thing. You get it all Mm. the time. What are we doing? You know, like it's time to increase that weight. It's time to, you know, maybe I don't, you know, whatever it is, increase your pace, try a new distance, like try new things. And that's what it's about if you're at that point. But if, you know, you're continuing to try and you're like, I'm just not getting it. (laughs) Good. Yeah,
1: good. If everything was in your reach, how boring would that be? Yeah,
0: let no it be. growth hard. would happen? No, I have. I've been working on a PR in the half marathon. I have a goal pace. I've been working on it for eight years. Mm. I still don't
1: have it. That's all right. Yeah. And I think, honestly, putting yourself in a space where you know you're going to get your ass kicked is so powerful. So last year at this time, well, <laughs> Last year, I did my first ever bodybuilding competition and I got my pro card the first show. I'm like, I have no idea what just happened. So I tried my first pro show a year ago and I stepped on that stage and I'm like, I got my ass kicked. But I showed up in the arena. I showed up on the stage, something that I'm like, I walked on that stage knowing I'm probably going to get last. These are professionals from years and years and years. But I exposed myself to something hard and something scary and something that was in the moment out of reach. And you probably learned more from that than you would have learned from winning. Mm.
0: You know, and I think about that in terms of like, I've been working on this race for years and I'm like, every time. I, you know, maybe I've ended up hurt or I fall short or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but what did you learn that makes it a little bit better next time or that you can use in some other aspect of your life? If you would have got on stage and won that next Mm. show, you know, would you be working the way you are now? Would your mindset be what it is now?
1: No. Well, sure. I stepped off stage that May, you know, and won. I didn't change anything about my routine. I didn't push nothing from May to September because I'm like, (laughs) I got first, which means
0: what else do I
1: need to do? But then I stepped off that stage in September, and I'm like, I got to work. I got to grow. So for like the next two years, that's what I'm doing. I'm pushing. I'm stretching. I'm putting myself, you know, time under tension, like pushing myself further than I ever thought I could. Um, That is what is going to build me. Winning did not build me. No. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy you know, but you're not
0: looking for that either. And, you know, we have athletes from time to time and, you know, or, or, you know, clients, whatever. And they're like, I, you know, I don't want to do that race if I'm not going to win. I don't want to come take your class because I know other people are stronger and I'm not going to be at the top of the leaderboard. If you are showing up only to win, you're showing up for the wrong reason. You know, winning is nice and it feels good, but sometimes like failing at a high level feels Mm. even better yeah
1: that is so good
0: you know I think I would rather like I don't know you know you go out and race and easily win let's say a local 5k and you're like great (laughs) thanks for the medal I had a wonderful time you know and I I, you know it feels good right but I would much rather go to a race where I'm like I don't even know if I cannot get last. Okay. I yeah. might get last and do your best there. To me, that's a bigger accomplishment than winning.
1: Yeah. So when I really got into running back home, one of those friends, like she was a you. Okay. Her name is Jenny and she was so fast. And, but I knew she told me she's like, cause I told her, I was like, I want to get faster. And she's like, Then run with people who are faster than you. Absolutely. Like, she's like, you can't always be, this is, whatever, we're uncensored here. She's like, you can't always be running with people that run the same pace as you, or worse, slower. Mm Mm-hmm if you want to get faster, you have to come chase me. And so that's what we did. We would go out on runs seven miles long in the summer heat. And all I could see was like her curls bouncing in the distance, but man, did I get fast and I got so much better and so much stronger because I was getting my ass kicked. Yeah. (laughs) it
0: was talking with a writer today and, um, more often than not, there is no one in class who can compete with him because he's Mm. just very strong, works very hard. And today someone showed up that could. (gasps) And it was really a great thing. And afterward, the conversation we were having is, you know, how we so often become complacent when there's no one who can challenge us and that we don't always challenge ourselves, you know, that we're waiting for someone else to do that. Yeah. And But what if we had that mindset that, like, the biggest challenge here, it's me?
1: Well, and to say, I care enough about myself that I'm not waiting for somebody else to keep me accountable and keep score. I'm doing that. Yeah. And I think that ties itself right back
0: to us as coaches, you know, or leaders in the fitness space in some way. We have to do that too. Like, I don't I don't want to wait for someone else to challenge me and say, hey, I need you to be a better coach. I need you to be a better instructor. Like,
1: that's mm. my, like, that, that should be on me. And you're responsible for your own grind. And that's just what it comes down to. And I think... <laughs> I think that's the hard part of when we get up there and we say really hard truths, but I'm like my job is not for the truth to taste good in your mouth. <laughs> okay? My job is to actually feed you the truth because I care about you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when when they're receptive to that, when you have an athlete that's receptive to hearing the hard things and you know, saying, I do want to get better. Like there's a fierceness that comes Mm. out and you see it and the drive changes and there's a shift, but sometimes it takes a long time to get
1: there. So true. (laughs) You know, and, um, just building, uh, making those investments so that you When the time comes, you can make deposits. I feel like that's so important as a coach and just in general. You can't go around and take money out of a bank that you haven't put any money in. And so when you've invested over and over and over again, when the time comes to finally speak that truth and make a withdrawal, they are so much more receptive. (laughs) When you have clients that have been working with you for so long and they're like, I'm at a plateau, this is happening. And you're just real with them. And you're like, have you been doing X, Y, Z? Like, have you been doing this for real? And they're like, well, no. I'm like, there's your answer. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Fix it. Yeah. And you know, you build that relationship and that trust to where you can say those hard truths and They're receptive, and it doesn't mean they like it. I mean, none of us really like it sometimes when we get called out, but we need it.
1: And that is how true um, authentic relationships are built, is saying, I know you care about me so much that you will call me out on my BS, my best of friendships, like the person sitting across from me. I'll say something and she will flip the script and be like, well, have you thought about it this way? And that I trust
0: you. Yeah. And that's what we need. Yeah. If if you came to me or I came to you with a situation or a scenario and it was like, no, that's going to be fine. You know, just, just, that's okay. You know, don't worry about it, whatever. We don't, we don't grow. And then when it's not fine, you're saying, how come you didn't, you didn't step in and tell me that hard truth.
1: Yeah, there are a slew of people that will tell you and feed you exactly what you want to hear. That is not the kind of tribe that you need.
0: No, and it's not the kind of coach I want to be, you know, I, it's not. I um, And I tell my my writers and the athletes sometimes, I'm like, if you don't like it, if you don't like that that real truth, that honest push to take you to the next level, you don't have to be here.
1: Hmm. It's your choice. You checked in. That's right. (laughs) You clipped in
0: today. You did. You know, you signed up, you checked in, you're here. Now let's do something
1: with it. And I joke around a lot on the bike. Kind of. It's a it's a joke, but real. You know how those are. (laughs) But I'll always tell them, I'm like, how are you? Oh, I don't care. No. But in reality, I I laugh it off, but I'm like, I actually don't care about your feelings right now. Like, I see the look on your face. I see when you do something that you've never done before in this space and what it does to you from the inside out, that is what I care about.
0: Yeah, it's not, you know... Obviously, we care about your well-being, we care about your growth, we care about you as a human, but I don't care if it sucks, and I don't mm. care if you like it or not. I was, In fact, I was telling you earlier, one of our athletes had messaged, um, that my husband coaches messaged him the other day and said, you know, I hated you during that workout, <laughs> like, I, I really hated you. And he said, like, that is the most loving thing you could say to me.
1: So true. When I get a screenshot of one of my clients flipping me off, I'm like, this is the best day. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I, love I it. <laughs> did my job today. Because if you message me and you're like, wow, that was so nice. I'll be like, I did not do my job today. Nope. It's got to suck a little bit. Just a little. Yeah.
0: Or a lot. <laughs> you know, whatever. Don't commit us after you listen to this podcast. I'm a little concerned. That I know. Give us fight. like a couple more chances. Okay. But really more than anything, it's just about like, what is your actual real, you know, what is really you and not the one that you've been hiding behind, you know, or the mask you've been wearing because you thought you had to the real one, you know, that's what that's what we want. And For us too, as coaches, that's what we have to be if we're going to encourage you to do it as well. Very true.
1: And when Joy and I were kind of just discussing this, um, you know, we were just talking about like, how do you even wrap something like this up because it is so open-ended and just there's so much to it Um, because of authenticity and vulnerability is just an A book that you could just write forever. But we were just talking about encouraging you. If you don't have a group of people that are pushing you to be better, at first I said, Oh, let's just tell them that we can be that for them. (laughs) And Joy, as Joy does, she's like, Or we can just tell them that maybe you have to do that alone for a little bit. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, you might have to do it alone for a little while. And that's okay. Yeah, and I think sometimes when you do
0: it alone, that's when you're like, this is the realest real, and then the realest of real people come for you.
1: Yeah, you stand alone for a little while, completely exposed, and then you meet somebody like, I met Joy over here, and she's like, your real matches my real. Exactly. Now let's be real together. Yes, just like that. I love that. Just like that. So um wrapping this up here thank you so much for joining us for a little bit of should we even say it's coffee or is it like really stout liquor it's a it's a whatever
0: you need it to be how's that
1: yeah so true um thank you so much for joining us please seriously ask us any questions at any time um you can email us at no bs with joy and Brittany at gmail.com that is also our instagram handle um together for the podcast and then my personal instagram handle if you want to follow the crazy is coaching crowns llc and mine is joy M. lice thank you so much